2: I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive.
1: Hey, how exactly does a track rear end on a
3: Plymouth work?
2: It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source.
0: All right, and we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. I say back because we do Fix-It Radio from 9 to 10 every Saturday. A lot of you, I know, listen. Some of you don't. If you don't, you should. We talk a lot of things about around the house and not too many car questions, but really everything else. Today we got on to AC and vision and things like that. Alan Stack is with me from Stack Optical today as well as... Uh, uh, Ken Rackley from Tune Tech Automotive over here in Aurora as well. And uh, real quick before we get going, and I want to mention, you know, Alan Stack again, Stack Optical. But I had a question, kind of following up with what we were just talking about in Fix It Radio on eyes. This is from from a, a good friend of mine. Do you have any concussion tips? Is this something that goes along with, you know, eyewear and things like that? If somebody has suffered a concussion or maybe even a few, and maybe they're struggling with certain things along those lines, how does eyesight? Or how does, you know, the vision side of it
4: affect that, well, or do you know? Yeah, well, what I would do is get and make sure you get an eye exam, because okay. a lot of times they can see stress yeah. on the back of the eye. Oh, good point. So, no, if you've had a couple, one of the things you want to start with is an eye exam. Okay. Okay. You know, you can get a good bump on the head, and all of a sudden, you could uh, you get a retinal tear, you know, and there's...
0: I need to get Alan on our Health and Wellness Wednesday hour, too, one of these days, and talk about this. So we'll yeah. we'll do all that right. as well, because that, that's another great topic. So for those of you listening, by the way, I was going to mention this. Alan has, I think, one of the best deals when it comes to eye exams in town, because it's oh, been yeah, the same like forever, right?
4: Oh, doctor a $69 eye exam, and he does the whole eye exam. We don't use technicians. Okay. He sees you to beginning to end and answers all your questions. So the whole nine yards. it's a good eye exam.
0: Okay, so it's very right. thorough. Right. And by the way, anybody that's, well, I'm one where you get to be above probably the age of 40, you yeah. probably need to start yep. doing an exactly. annual eye exam no matter
4: what. Exactly. Because you know, it's between that 40 and 50 when we start having problems with the reading and that type of thing.
0: And, we, and I know sometimes it can be sooner than that, depending upon genetics and things along those lines. But as we age, things change. Yeah.
4: No, that's very important. Because yeah. you know, the, the, the eye is the window to the body.
0: Uh, good yep. point. Good yep. point.
4: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ
0: 560. Also, guys, uh, text us, 307 307 Now, you can call us directly as well. You guys should know the number by now, 303-477-5600. Question of the day. In honor of my nationals being up at Bandimere Speedway, I thought I'd throw this one out. We haven't done this one for a while. And you don't have to admit when this was done. Okay. <laughs> Fastest you've ever been in a car, race car or otherwise. Not airplane, not boat, but fastest in a car
5: on four wheels on, on the four ground. Wheels. Yep. Yeah, no, I, or two wheels. Could but, be a motorcycle. Yeah, it could be two. but uh, mm. that could be two. That would yeah. I, well, I be mean, pretty scary. It, yeah, either way, it's on the road, I guess. Right. So, yeah. Let us know. Public highways. So and yeah. it
0: could have been in a race, because I know some of you listening to us have been race car drivers in the past. Some of you have even driven some of the top fuel cars, like what's racing up at Bandemir this weekend. And I also wanted to tie this in, because two-part here to this question vision. of the day. It also does have a vision component mm-hmm. to it as Don well. Perdom. A lot of the top fuel uh-huh. guys, uh-huh. because of, Alan, get this, not the G-Force on acceleration, because they're right. literally going 1,000 feet in under four seconds. So it's, re- I mean, 300-plus miles an hour. The G-forces are huge. But believe it or not, with with the driver's eyesight, it's not the takeoff that kills their eyes. It's the, the parachute decal. at the end yeah. and the desail that detaches oh, wow. their retinas. Yeah.
5: Ooh, yeah. It's the sudden <laughs> yeah. stop
0: at the end that's yeah. affecting their yeah, vision. It's just like whiplash. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They oh, have a shorter okay. time to
5: stop than they do to accelerate. So, so oh, c- ooh, c- yeah. keep in
0: mind, you've got your head, you know, everything's all tied in. That's so true. they're not going to have whiplash because the way everything's all tied into the car itself with the, the Hans device and so on. But their eyes are still going to be affected by that sudden stop.
4: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and a lot sense. of them have
0: difficult vision later on sure. down the, the the line, and because yeah. there's nothing you can do for that, right?
4: That I know of. Yeah, you think about that. Yeah, cause a vitreous, you know, that's the fluid inside your eye, and rolling forward. Right. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. A, centrifugal it's a sudden, force that you're going yeah, from 300
0: right. miles an hour to. Typically, those guys have to shut down an eighth of a mile or less. Yeah. Wow. So the minute they get across the finish line, <laughs> yeah. they pull this lever, yeah. the par- two parachutes come out and immediately start to slow them down. Yeah. They've gone from 300 miles an hour to zero in about an eighth of a mile or less.
4: Oh, that's interesting. Boy, yeah. I hope they get eye exams. So that's
0: what happened. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hope.
5: Well, some of them so, yes,
4: some yeah. had to retire. Yes, yes, they get older. They don't have any choice. They can't yeah. see anymore. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. It's Streat- your point. The stress yeah. on the retina and all It's that.
5: huge. Yeah. Oof. It's funny. My my conversations at night are a lot of times vision related. My daughter works for a, a, an optical um, place, okay. so yeah, she says she sees a lot of interesting things. I'll stuff. bet she okay. does. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. So yeah, it's interesting. Just, yeah. And, yeah, So, anyways,
0: it's, those of you that are out listening, if you, we'll talk more about this today as well, I want to get into to Alan talking about vision at night and different things along those lines there's all sorts of enhancements is probably the best way for me to say that Mm -hmm. when it comes to driving depending upon what you're doing Uh, we've got over the road truckers that listen to us and and there's things i think even for you guys that you could be doing and the point i i want to make and alan of course he's the expert and he can fill in on this but i'm assuming alan Mm -hmm. just common sense would tell me that the better i'm seeing at a particular moment in time with an activity whatever i'm doing and the less stress i have on my eyes the better am i right Right.
4: no that makes sense so
0: if i can wear a lens for example even if i've like me i wear contacts so i just talk in sunglasses but if i can wear a particular lens that helps me with my vision in a particular circumstance that has to be a benefit am i right if you
4: were doing a lot of driving I'd want to make you a pair of glasses that we'd bring that reading eye up to distance. Uh, okay. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, yes. And I've done yes. that for a lot of folks. You know, they're okay with that monovision for a while, but they're going to do a lot of driving, especially at night. Yeah, we'd make a pair of glasses and, and bring okay. that reading lens up to distance. Okay. So. What about
0: yeah. different colors of lenses? For diff- For example, I have a particular set of glasses I wear when I'm plowing snow because... When the sun comes up and it gets really bright out, I mean after the clouds have cleared, but we get really, really, really bright. When it's really bright like that, yeah. a gray polarized. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I've got a specific yeah. pair that I'll wear in that right. particular case. I also have a pair of like yellow tinted ones I'll wear sometimes at night, that allow me to see the snow better and what I'm doing at night better.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, the, the back of magazines used to say, "Wow, well, you got to get these yellow ones," <laughs> right? And that kind of stuff. And I had ophthalmologists tell me, don't you fit any of my patients in those. And the reason for being is some of those tints, depending on, but the real bright ones, a lot of times, anytime you put a tint in front of the eye, you lose a little bit of acuity. Okay. And at night, we want to get as much light into the eye. Right. And I had a pair of those yellow ones, Uh and it was, the one time it was good was in a snowstorm in the middle of the night. Right just wearing them for night driving no no no. no. i would never do that no 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 strictly for me just when i'm pushing snow just how many people do that well you'd be one of them and sometimes the truck drivers i still have truck drivers come in they get prescription yellow
0: okay just for that particular scenario so they'll have other pairs i'm assuming in the cab but for that scenario they use that okay we're going to talk more about that by the way you have a question for alan on any of this or a question for ken as well any any car question of course we're always here for that 303 477 but question of the day fastest you've ever been in a car motorcycle whatever we we're not going to be particular there just let us know what that happens to be i'll tell you what mine is here after a bit i used to race so mine's probably not as fast as some of you because cars weren't as fast back in that day but quarter miles time yeah quarter mile time were, wasn't as fast yeah, as right, it is today exactly. but uh, well, i'll still tell you here in a little bit yeah, craig and wheatridge what's going on sir
1: Hey, John, I'm I'm not going to reveal how fast I've gone because the statute of limitations has not expired. Right
5: <laughs> this morning is, is still... Uh... Okay,
1: were you on I-70, Craig? That's the question. It, it was on I-70, I'll say that much. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. But uh, I wanted to relay a video that I saw with kind of a mind-boggling uh, impression that I got, this... Tesla Plaid Edition, are you familiar with it? Uh Yes, very, yes. It's got the twin motors in the back and the one in the front. Well, this particular video had it standing at a standing stop Mm -hmm. at the start of a quarter mile. Mm -hmm. They they took a classic BMW M5 sedan, Mm -hmm. and I, I can't give you the particulars on that, but I do know that it was going 70 miles an hour, it was doing a basically a rolling start at 70. Past the Nissan or that not Nissan Tesla Plaid edition, and the once the BMW passed the Tesla, the Tesla accelerated and beat it to the end of the quarter mile.
0: Yeah, not surprised. Yeah, no, they're fast. It's, yeah. Right now, that's the fastest production car made. Yeah, period. <laughs> the Tesla Plaid. Yeah, it is the fastest. I did see one. Very impressive.
5: Did yeah. see
1: one. One modified car that beat it, and that was Ken Block's 1,400-horsepower Mustang, the The, all-wheel drive. The the Hoonigan?
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah, I've
1: seen that video as well.
0: I've also seen, uh, not maybe the plaid you're talking about, but I've seen a really hopped-up C7 Corvette actually compete very well with a plaid i don't know if it beats it but it is very very close to but there's very few cars that'll beat the plaid that that aren't highly i mean again we're talking there are no other production cars built that will do that other than don't quote me on this i think there's a lucid which again is an all ev electric car i think one of the lucids craig is as fast but don't I'd have to investigate that, so don't quote me on that. But no other gasoline production car is as fast.
5: Instant torque, instant horsepower. Yeah, just, I mean, like, traction control on. and everything. I yep. mean, it, wow. and Boom. you got, yeah, I mean. Boom, you go. Traction, yep. yeah. I mean, it's all, no, all they're, relative. They're, they're, yeah. they're fast. Yeah.
1: Well, that Lucid car was in that test with that okay. plaid edition Tesla and the uh, BMW. The Lucid almost caught the BMW but the Tesla Plaid is okay.
0: cuz um, the Lucid's are pretty fast as well and by the way Indian both record. those cars so fast on the streets we have to drive on today I don't know why you'd need one I mean what are you going to do with that car Exactly I mean
5: why well, you know well, just I, to say you have it Yeah I mean well, but you don't have to use it either True no you, you know don't. I mean
0: but, I mean that I, but the I, Plaid's not cheap that's a that's a 160 plus thousand dollar car it? I want to say Yeah so it's not cheap That's right Yeah yeah
1: Now yeah. yeah. Now that you you know mentioned uh, Mile High Nationals taking place this weekend, um, I, I foresee the day that you will have an electric car that will rival some of the top fuel cars oh, yes. in, in terms of acceleration.
0: Sure. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You'll have to have a, a separate class.
0: You will. Yeah. I, I can see that coming, Craig. I, very easily. Yeah. I, I'm guessing probably in five years you'll see that. Yeah. There already are aftermarket companies building. Uh, EV kits for hot rods, where you'll see some of that start to happen. Yes.
1: Just, it, I, I guess it's it, it's coming. It, yeah, well, it, it the just, thing about
0: an electric car, if no, if you've never driven one, of course, I ha, I own one, so I have the instantaneous uh, torque speed i mean literally it's like turning on a light switch it's that
5: Boom. fast it's, it's, it's that
0: yeah that bmw that i reviewed the other day that i told you guys all about uh which which really competes as, as well as a regular you know model s does uh that car was neck snapping fast i'm not joking that fast if you now, didn't have it, your head against the headrest it will be
5: yeah
1: does the smart for two electric car count as having driven an electric car uh no <laughs> 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 I, I my my wife wanted to drive one so we drove one up at the westminster mercedes dealer and yep. i mean it's not imp- it's not impressive but it's i'd rather of be on as a as motorcycle I mean.
0: than drive one of those it's just me more nimble
1: <laughs> I, yeah i think i've got
0: more ability to yeah. maneuver around and see things on a motorcycle as i do that car And to me they're both as vulnerable so right. i'd rather be on a motorcycle yeah
1: well i, w- I was going to ask your opinion of the car my wife asked me if you uh, had an opinion on it and i said it's he probably doesn't have. I don't have
0: a, much of one. Let's just say that. I mean, I, I think in the right circumstances, you know, you're not driving very far. You know, you're literally in, you know, a, a neighborhood or retirement community in Florida or Arizona, and you don't want to drive a golf cart. Fine, get a smart car. But otherwise, I wouldn't own one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All Go right. Ahead. Craig, as always, I appreciate it. Guys, we're up against a break. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive, and Alan Stack from Stack Optical as well. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
6: Kurt Rogers with Affordable Interest Mortgage. You've heard me for the last eight years on KLZ, and today, my senior reverse mortgage manager of over 16 years, David Olson, has important information on reverse mortgages.
7: Thank you, Kurt. I specialize in reverse mortgages, and as a senior of 75 years and owning a reverse mortgage, we face many precarious financial events. Today, we're facing a 40-year high inflation rate. The words inflation and fixed income are not compatible. How do we protect our financial stability in these difficult times? By having access to an increasing home equity line of credit where your unused portions grow in value. An income stream for life, just like Social Security. Affordable interest mortgage. Just call 720-895-0500. Join me for a free, no-obligation conversation, your table or mine, and learn how a reverse mortgage can help you. That's 720-895-0500. David Olson, relieve some of your financial stress in these trying times. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298191,
6: regulated by DORA.
7: pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com.
2: as an engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products at BGfindashop.com. That's BGfindashop.com. So at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG.
0: Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website drive-radio.com.
7: Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
0: All right, Drive Radio, we are back. Myself, Ken Rackley, TuneTech Automotive, Allen Stack, Stack Optical. Here's a text message for you alan which just made me think of something else good morning guys bruce from minnesota uh he says don't you know yes we do <laughs> he said alan i had cataract surgery last winter i can now finally see he says it's going to be warm here 90s with 80 percent humidity dew point of around 70 He says love the show recommend it to anyone who will listen out here so question i've got for you alan which we mm-hmm. have a lot of out-of-state listeners as you can right, tell right. if somebody wants to buy something from you will you handle that ship it do all that how does that work
4: well, you know, sometimes when, when I have my previous clients that move out of town. Okay. You know, I have a file on them. I I do that all the time. But otherwise, it's kind of difficult. I've had people send me their picture. You know, and I and picture in the pair of glasses. It's hard, it went, hard to fit a face in the scene, right? Is that right. what I'm getting at? Yeah, I've done some of that. You know, you can give me a call and we can, okay. we can talk now about that. Some it. of you that listen to me end up
0: in town periodically. Well, right. there's and then your then I mail them off to them. Then it's them. easy. Right. Once right. you've got that dialed in, then it's yeah. a done deal, right? Exactly. Okay, exactly. all right. So there's your answer, guys. Uh, okay, next up, Conrad is up. Conrad, go ahead, sir. You got an answer for us on the question of the day?
8: Yes, sir. Fastest I've ever been was uh, with Jim Herzog and his uh, Z twenty eight race Camaro at Julesburg Race Track, hundred and thirty five miles an hour.
0: Okay, not bad. Yep. I'll take that.
8: In, that in, in my terrain, I've had that up to one hundred out on the road, but I don't, you know we, we won't go there.
5: One thirty five is pretty fast. <laughs> yeah.
8: Yeah. Anyway, my question is: you know, I've been talking with you about about this fuel situation and the uh, race fuel versus the 91 octane mm-hmm. uh, ethanol free you uh, we think i've got like about nine and a half to one compression in that engine on there do you think it really makes that much difference with, with the race fuel versus the 91 no. not, not a nine and a half
0: to one it doesn't if you had you know 12, 12 13 yeah. to one or so yes it would nine and a half no doesn't matter
8: yeah you're, you're, i'm just wasting money regular, regular that. premium yeah, yeah you
0: are regular one. premium yeah. is fine
8: Yep. okay <laughs> Yeah, got there's a good station. that's off. you get off, off and, and, and actually,
0: Conrad, there. on other than and really, the ten percent ethanol is not going to hurt anything on the fuel system itself. Believe it or not, the ethanol in that case helps you, not hurts you. I would actually look for ethanol ten percent if you're looking for better volatility on a nine and a half to one compression, as opposed to non-ethanol. If it were me,
8: well, I think it runs pretty good with that You know, like I said, there's a mobile Exxon station over there off of Alameda that I get my get that nine one ethanol free fuel and it works pretty good
0: i think but i mean if it's working it's that's not, fine you know, but again the ethanol in your case is not going to hurt you
8: I've, I've had issues with like, the carburetor developed some leaks a couple of years ago and we've we come to the conclusion we thought it was the ethanol
0: that did it you know that's why it right, right yeah 10 pr- probably not it could have just been age or coincidence but i've i mean i'm running it in all of my old cars and it's not not hurting anything at all i've not had any issues
8: okay all right but you guys it was a wonderful day. You're a good one. No, thanks. In.
0: Conrad, appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Jeff, you're up next. Western Montana, what's happening?
6: Hey, uh, you may have already covered this. Uh, we kind of went in and out of coverage as we drove up uh, to go shopping. But uh, when another reason not to use super glue on your glasses is that it outgasses and it irritates the eyes very badly. Uh, my, my son... Uh, reapply uh, reattached some nose pads on my grandson's mm. glasses years ago and uh so that was right up by the eyes and even that would make that sense set overnight yeah. yeah it uh it outgassed and it was his eyes were hurting him he couldn't figure out why and then he realized it was the um uh, yeah so makes That's total sense cyanoacrylate is, is yeah not meant to be in close proximity to people no that and makes sense i apologize sense. Yeah. for the noise no no it makes total <laughs> sense um, yeah, and as to the question of the day, uh, the fastest I've gone, it, back in the day, you know, uh, a couple decades ago, Montana switched from a daytime speed limit that was reasonable prudent to uh, 80 miles an hour now. All right. Um, so reasonable and prudent meant different things to different people. And I can right. remember ha- having my Dodge, 62 Dodge Custom 880 at 120 miles an hour on the interstate just kind of cruising down and and uh not thinking anything of it yeah uh more recently i had my uh my i bought my wife a, an FSR last fall and we i had that at nice. about 105
0: miles an hour nice and i
6: mean it was it's uh again you got to kind of pick the stretches that you do that
5: right mm-hmm. yeah but
6: uh, but I was really amazed at how well it controlled itself even at that the one thing that surprised me is that the traction control goes off at 100 miles an hour. Oh really so <laughs> they, yeah they, they don't the want to be
5: I, they don't want to be responsible for you're going faster than it should it can't think that fast so that makes, makes sense that, yeah
6: that, yeah that's that's what I'm thinking so. When that came on I my first reaction is oh crap what did I what break what I break yeah. right <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you know, it's funny That's, you know so how I, am I I be careful
0: this? be careful how I say this but some cars not all but some cars I've noticed and I drive a lot of different new cars and so on that we test and so on but what I've noticed is in a lot of cars there's a sort of like a boat there's a plane out period in a lot of cars uh huh and it's it's sort of nice when you can get that open road and you can find where that plane out is. And sometimes it's, you know, 80, 85-ish. It just depends on the car. But when you get to that plane out, everything gets nice and quiet. It's yes. smooth. Right. The car exactly. just sort of glides smooth. along. Right. And exactly. it's like, why couldn't we just have that speed limit there? Because everything's just like... Right perfect say, at that point
5: because the roads aren't good enough to do that and, <laughs> exactly and there's we a lot of 944 cars that, that,
4: like that
0: yeah and it, got just, to just 90 and out. it was just
5: oh yeah. wow yeah, yeah.
0: and yep. anyway so if, you, if you've if you ever experienced that there's that yeah. plane out of some cars were just like oh utopia here we yeah, are
5: right exactly
0: yeah
6: Yeah. and usually mm-hmm. usually in my experience that you also had to have a pretty girl
0: sitting next to you <laughs> it makes it a little better no doubt about that Jeff <laughs> it does yep
5: all right, man. Well, Appreciate it's, you. It's okay. You okay. bet. Take well, care. Well, and a lot of cars won't even let you go more than 100 anymore. Yeah. I mean, no, they, they're, just, they're, they're they stop out right there. there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. You got to
0: get a limiter, not, you know, raised that, or something. That
5: Plaid, I think, is 150. Yeah. I think it...
0: I think you're probably correct.
5: Yeah. I've, or, and maybe the earlier ones, maybe. I don't know what they do now because they were running them against some of the, the Corvettes, the C8s and stuff like that, and, and you know, just launched off the the beginning and you know the other cars were just left in the dust and then all of a sudden you know they reached 150 and the other cars went by them at 170 so it's you know but i don't know how many mile track right. that was but right yeah but
0: line open 303-477-5600 again myself ken rackley Tech automotive Allen stack stack Optal with us as well uh, buck from cheyenne uh, we'll take you next because you've got a question for alan as well uh, we'll be right back don't go anywhere this is drive radio klz 560 We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof.
3: Absolute electrical heating and air
2: if your engine doesn't leak oil but you have to add to it between oil changes where does the oil go?
9: Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000 you still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe, a known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one Earn extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model. For quick and experienced problem solving, fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme.
3: GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162.
0: All right, and we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, Tune Tech Automotive, Ken Rackley, the owner there with me today. He's just out here in Aurora off of Colfax and 225. So if you need something in this area, give Ken a call. And then also Allen Stack, Stack Opto, one of our great sponsors. And I should mention this, any of our great sponsors. You hear all the ads, the different things we have going on. They are all listed. If you ever hear one and you're like, oh, I got a call so-and-so, go right to the website. It's drive-radio or drive-radio.com. Everyone's listed there. It's really easy to find. And if you ever have a question on anybody in particular, just send me an email. It's all right there on the website, and I'll help you out as well. I know every one of our sponsors on an individual basis, so if you ever have an issue, just let me know, and I'm happy to you know help you out however I can. Buck and Cheyenne, you are next. What's going on, sir? Good morning, John. Good morning. Beautiful day in Cheyenne. Awesome. Uh, Not bad here either.
10: Breeze.
0: Yeah, uh, we. Uh, I'm looking at the flag I'm right, right now, street. Buck. We have very, very little wind. It's really nice.
10: Yeah, we we just it's just a slight breeze, enough to kind of melt the sweat off of you or what have you. Nice. Um, rather be down down at Bandam here, but I unfortunately I'm not. So, uh, I called a couple things. First of all, dudes wearing glasses that have kind of rims around them that don't let that interfere with your peripheral vision. Does it bother your peripheral vision over a long period of time?
4: No, it doesn't. It, it, um, the big thing is, is I, I love a silhouette frame. What that is is a completely rimless frame because you don't have that. But anything you put in front of your eye, over time, it will uh, it, block it out. So in other words, no, it does not affect that.
0: Now, well, let me ask you this, Alan. Uh-huh. Does that have to do – I mean, let me rephrase this correctly – I'm assuming proper fitment of the glasses is also key. Oh, Am yeah. I correct in that? Uh, yes, you are. Okay.
4: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that, that no, it's, it's not going to affect anything. Now, if you had a really thick pair of gla- or, um, rims, yeah, you would lose a little bit of that peripheral. Um, sometimes those sunglasses that kind of have a wraparound, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that'll affect your peripheral. But then you can in- increase the wrap on those wraparounds that, so that you have that vision off to the side. It really depends on the frame.
10: Yeah, I, the, the, kind of the reason I I wear uh, mostly safety glasses because oh. of what I uh, what I do, and most of the time it's pretty hard to, to get. Or, or a lot of the ones I like the ones that are polaroid or polarized, and uh, it's hard to get those that have a I I have a big head, I guess, in more ways than one.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
10: Uh, uh, but uh, it's kind of it's hard to get glasses that are polarized and that have a uh, what I would like a a big enough frame. Yeah. I suppose I could go. You could probably do that if I came down to you. Oh,
4: yeah, yes, easily. Definitely. Yeah. I, I have quite a few of those larger frames and have a little bit of wrap. It all depends on your perspective.
0: Well, and, Buck, this goes back to, and I, I know one of my biggest issues always was in the shop, finding safety glasses. I'm kind of the opposite. I don't have – I wear about a seven hat. kind of tells you the, the head circumference that I have. And so finding – glasses i also have very small hands so i i'm I'm always one of those guys where you know things in the shop medium-sized gloves or large gloves or the safety glasses i mean none of that crap ever fit it was either too big too cumbersome i didn't wear gloves a lot because you couldn't find them that fit correctly i can actually believe it or not wear a a lady's large glove and be just fine or a kid's large glove i can wear just fine and when it comes to glasses some similar situation and there's nothing worse and you know this buck Either or, whether your head's big and the glasses are too small or your head's smaller and the glasses are too big. Either right. way, it's not comfortable.
4: That's why you need to get an optician involved in the selection. Exactly. There
0: you go. Uh, the, when you mentioned the gloves, I have the opposite
10: problem. I have large hands yeah. and even extra large gloves. I do. I they break on me because of they're tight. Of yeah, and I'm the, I'm the opposite end of that spectrum. I mean, I guess
0: for me, working on cars and getting your hand into little, you know, cavities and places and so on wasn't so bad. But, yeah, I was not blessed with large hands.
5: Well, you know.
10: Well, it, that, there's uh, <laughs> two sides to that point. I guess right. so.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's Good.
10: places I wish I had smaller
0: hands. <laughs> <laughs> and there's times I wish I had, lar- you know, <laughs> palm and a basketball, yeah, he, some of those uh, things. That uh, right. was never my forte, <laughs> exactly. Buck. Exactly.
10: Yeah, uh, the, uh, the other question you asked, how the fastest i ever been, somewhere between 130 and 135 mile an hour in a 68 Barracuda, probably in about 68 or 69. And uh, the, spe- the speedometer only goes to 120, but I had a tachometer on it and I still had at least a 1,000 RPMs left on it. Wow. And I backed out of it because I was afraid of the tires. Uh-huh. Uh huh. especially back then. I was afraid. That, yes. Yeah. They didn't have the tires like no, we not
0: like all. we have now. Not even close.
10: And and it was on I twenty five between where I used to live and and Cheyenne.
0: But, okay. So
10: yeah. anyhow, I survived it. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of us we survived a lot of
0: <laughs> dumb things <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we did i'll second <laughs> yeah. that one buck <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might have a
10: few scars
0: so <laughs> that's <survive>. hilarious actually <laughs> good point buck appreciate you man okay come down and see alan he'll okay, take care yeah. of you
10: okay
4: thanks Thank Buck. You. have a
0: good day you bet Thank buck you. appreciate it. alan for everybody listen tell them one more time where you're at uh we're
4: at 2233 south Monaco parkway and that's at the corner of Monaco and Evans. It's the shopping center right behind the Walgreens that's on the corner.
0: Even there. from Cheyenne, it's not a long drive, guys. If you're going to be down in Denver doing anything at all. Yeah, it's like two miles east center, of I-25. Center, center Denver, not hard to find at all. So, uh, Mike in Highlands Ranch, you are next, sir. Go ahead. Hi, John. Hey, uh, Mike. How's it going, sir? It's
11: going good. Uh, I got a couple of questions if I could bounce off you. Yes. Uh, and your guest. Um I recently had to upgrade to a bifocal situation, not a progressive. They, the progressive just didn't work for me. And I, I'm wondering, you know, when I'm driving at night, which I, I don't like to do anymore because of the different things that my eyes play tricks on me with with the light, and uh, I'm wondering if I should be wearing a just a, a clear glass, uh, distance or a clear lens distance glass at night, I really don't need the close-up vision.
4: Can you, when you look down with those bifocals that you got, if you hold your head down and you look through the distance, can you still see your gauges? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We now can make up something like that.
11: A, a, all my stuff is heads-up display.
4: Oh, okay. Wow. All right. So, yeah. No, you'll be able to get away with that okay
11: that's what i was curious about and then a second and, and then a speed a driving speed thing um what's the best time to buy snow tires i just won a raffle where i got a gift certificate to big o for 500 bucks and and i thought i would give my niece some snow tires for her car to head off to uh college with and i'm wondering when the best time to buy them is i'm I'm assuming, like anything, was is they're not exactly popular right now.
0: Not exactly popular now, and I don't know when they make their runs on those. I also know oil, as you know, you've watched it be all over the map, and what people forget is the price of tires is, is tied directly Trillion, to the yeah. price of oil. So my thought would be, Mike, if you could put that off a little bit, Oil is now below 100 bucks a barrel. I think you're going to see that affect not only gasoline prices, which we've already seen, but you're going to see it affect other things like exactly. asphalt and tires and so on. And I would wait a little bit if you could.
11: I got you. I can. It's not a, a big deal. Okay. Yes, it's in the oil and gas business, and you're right. Your point's well taken. Tires and oil go hand in hand. They
0: right. People forget what,
5: that, but they do. And two, yeah. the snow tires you'd be buying now are you know, probably old. at least yeah, six months old. That's right. If not, I'd buy a know, fresh set this and fall. Then, yeah, and then see the new shipments come in. Yep. You'll have a, Agree. a newer tire. Too. Yep.
11: Yeah, well, I like to see the manufacturing date, which not everybody yeah. is thrilled about showing you. That's right.
5: That, Good yeah. point
11: cuz I I bought tires that were 2 years old and they were told I was told they were new. So yeah. anyway, um, speed and I'm I'm ashamed to admit that cuz like you I I raced I raced uh, F modified in drag racing and I think is I went off and spent 3 years doing skip barber and a bunch of of road racing with nice. those cars and everything. Nice. I I go to Germany every year. I have a dear friend on the board of BMW, and I have a couple of one of a kind Beamers in my garage. Nice.
0: Nice, yeah, Um,
11: really nice. I was there last year, and he gave me for two weeks a special uh, M8 competition that was 780 horsepower. Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) Wow. What a joy. it
11: it 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 was just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a blast, Mike. Yeah. It was a blast. So I got to 300 kilometers an hour on the Autobahn, which is 186.
0: Oh, there you go. Wow. So far, your tops. tops. Yep. A
11: couple of things to tell you. I did that for seven miles. It was on a Sunday morning. There wasn't much out there. That's good. And it was to say it was intelligent would be the wrong
5: statement. <laughs> Not intelligent, but very invigorating. Oh my word! What a blast! Yeah. But
11: I, I, would urge folks, if you guys already know this, and I've been listening, if you're driving over a hundred or 120, the, the the critical thing is you better have your tire pressure absolutely yeah.
10: perfect. Yeah.
11: Better have the inspected your tires like you can't believe. Yeah. And you probably ought to have some experience at those kind
0: of speeds. Agree. Yeah, right. physics.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah everything Thing, changes.
0: Doesn't take much of a really, move right. to screw things yeah. up at that speed. Exactly.
11: Yeah. Changing and and the hardest thing to judge in any situation like high speed is how fast you're
5: closing on. That's you. right, exactly. That's right. You figure at 180 miles an hour, you're you're catching somebody doing 80 at 100 miles an hour. Yeah,
0: that's smoking I mean, fast. Yeah, holy cow! I mean, you're
5: coming up on yep. them at 100 miles an hour. Yep. So yeah. yep. No, that's fast. You have to plan a mile. That's a right. <laughs> Better have good vision too. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. you go. That's yeah, right. exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, the other good thing is you ought to have a car
11: that's capable. <laughs> right.
0: Yes, yes that's yeah. true.
11: Yeah. Very capable. As a matter of fact, I think you could have set the cruise and, and turned on the radio and sung along if you were not careful. Wow. Mm. What, what a car. Man. John, tell me your Corvette, your R8. Do they not hunker down at speeds over a buck twenty or
0: thirty? The the uh, the what we were talking about a little bit ago, that plane out speed. Yes, it's very very cool, and and as you know, the the faster the car, the faster that plane out speed is.
11: That's right, and and it's amazing how well engineered some of oh, these really yeah. high performance. Oh yeah,
0: I um, mean they're they are just phenomenal i mean anybody that hasn't driven a supercar really doesn't know that feeling but you you get into those types of cars and and we don't have the roads here in the u.s to even justify right. hardly owning one of those cars but the cool factor is still there and to your point mike they they are engineered far above what you'll ever use them for here
11: well and what they're far more capable other that's right have that's got, right and that's why if you're gonna do it i would I've said this before on your show. If you're going to buy something like that, you ought to have spent some time racing cars, yeah. Or yeah. seeing the physics of a that's of right. A car and and gone to maybe a couple of day course at, at Barber. Or oh something. yeah, that's
0: right. Wouldn't hurt you at all. Yeah, good point. So
11: the other the other one, just to, to finish the point, is don't do it on the street. No. no,
0: right. No, and there's and by the way, for all of you listening, and, and typically about once a year. I don't know if they were here last year or not, Mike, but typically there's, there's some guys that will run around Front Range Airport and some things like that where they'll rent the airport out for a day. You'll have a good, you know, two to three-mile stretch. You can get your car going literally as fast as it will go in that amount of, of time, and, and there's, it's, safe as, it's safe as possible. Could, you know, yeah. there's Bonneville Salt Flats. I mean, there are places around where, if you, you know, in a controlled area, if you really want to go fast, you can do so.
11: That's right. And that's the place to do it. It's not on our road. That's right. No
0: no no. I am never an advocate for that folks. Not at all.
11: I know you aren't and I couldn't agree more. And so anyway, great show. Good stuff,
0: Mike. No, appreciate it very much. I appreciate that and he is Spot on. I fastest I've ever been, real quick, I'll tell you, was, is about 158. I used to drag race, so 158 at Mandamere's in a car I had back then. It was in a quarter mile. So it's pretty fast in a quarter mile, not what some of these other guys are talking about, not 186, but it was 158 in a quarter mile. So in an open that's car, fast. by the way, that's not in a, in a closed car. So that car that I had had no top. So 158 in an open car is pretty fast because in an open car, you feel like you're doing it a lot faster than you really are than you are in a closed car because the wind wind is right there yeah yeah. the helmet starts to lift off your head when you get to a certain speed and things like that so anyways we'll come back don't go anywhere again alan stack with us from stack optical i've got a question that came in i'll ask ken rackley that here in a moment as well so hang tight guys we'll be right back drive radio klz 560
13: that's 303 789 All right.
0: Drive Radio KLZ560. Thanks for joining us today, by the way. I appreciate I had a lot of fun already this first couple of hours today. Alan Stack been with us from uh, Stack Optical as well, and I appreciate him joining us. And uh, all right. So I've got a couple of you that have also signed in on the question of the day. Uh, somebody with a motorcycle, 133. By the Ooh. way, that's fast on a stinking motorcycle.
5: You Ooh. know, it's it, it's fast in anything. But that's fast it, you on know, a bike. Yeah, you got a lot of air coming at you. Like that, you said, helmet lifting, stuff like that. I mean, that. that's yeah. a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, question came in from Greeley. This is more for you, Ken. 2015 Ram 1500 with a 5.7 Hemi. Uh, Eight-speed transmission, he believes. Uh, is it possible to do just a transmission fluid exchange without changing out the pan and the filter? I mean, I know the answer, but I'll let you handle that one.
5: Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, that's yeah. an easy one, yeah. actually. Yep. And, and I would do it that it right. way. Yes, exactly. I would do an exchange. Flushing it would be, yeah, yep. it would be much I better. would
0: not do the pan and filter. I would do a full flush and right. exchange it. Yep, exactly. That's the way to do that. So if you're still listening, it's Danny. If you're listening, do that, and you'll be fine. And all of you, keep you know, keep testing us on the question of the day. Three, uh, 307. Two hundred eighty two twenty two. Uh old Bruce up in Minnesota on his big old Honk and Chevy thirty five hundred has been over a hundred miles an hour in that beast. You know, not surprising though. Those things are actually same deal. They're you know they're so much better than they used to be. That
5: that twenty five hundred they fly the twenty five hundred with the eight point one that I had, it was it was no problem to get to a hundred and it just wouldn't do any faster because it shut you down right, right. there. Yep. And uh, but yeah it was funny, we were driving up to Buena Vista. And so we were going through Leadville and there's a stretch between Leadville that's pretty flat and straight and you can see out both sides and stuff. And it's about nine o'clock at night. We left, we should have been there at 1030 and we got there at 10 and my sister-in-law was with us and she's like, we got here really fast. I'm like, yeah, there was a section in there that, (laughs) that, uh, we were able to open it up a little bit. And, uh, she's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But but, yeah, I mean, that's all it would do was a 100. So. A lot of them are limited yeah. that way. I yeah.
0: Back in the day, this has been a long time ago now, but we used to, you know, had my shops were in college towns, Boulder and Fort Collins. And for a while, I had some kids uh, going to college up at CU that were from Saudi Arabia. And uh, they had, uh, back then, this was when the Caprice Classics with the, uh, super you know Uh, high horsepower Uh lt motors in them and they were fast and they had these things over in saudi arabia but even though even there they were top speed limited so i was i was selling i'm not sure it was super chip yeah somebody yeah i think super chip made a speed you know made a speed limiter um you could turn it off you could Yeah. yeah you could turn off the speed limiter and I'm guessing because they evidently couldn't buy these things over there, there was probably some sort of an export thing. And all, all I know is I was selling it to a guy in front of me. I don't care where it went from there. Yeah, right. But he would buy, I don't know, half a dozen of these at a time and take them back over and probably resell them to his friends or whatever when yeah, he went right. back home. Yeah. But, yeah, they had they had limiters on those, believe it. I think they were limited back then at like one, a buck and a quarter or something. And okay. he wanted to go faster than that over yeah. in Saudi Arabia. And yeah the way they went well,
5: hmm. coming down out of the mountains uh, you know my cobalt it you know getting in third gear and it'll wind up to 115 going past doing whatever and you know and that's about as fast as i've gotten in that and and it does it pretty quick so it's you know when you go oh, there's some where somebody, you, just, you look
0: down you're like oh man i gotta slow down yeah Holy cow yeah this thing's zooming right along yeah Exactly. Um, well, and th- there's there's no secrets here, and this is something I really don't talk much about on this program because it's, it, I, I figure most people know it. But our speed limits in this country are not regulated for the roads that we have. They're regulated more because of traffic and policing and revenue and so on. Every road we have in this country is built for a faster speed than we drive them. Sure they just are they're over engineered as far as I go. even our ramps where it'll say 45 yeah, if they take care of them it, well yeah that too. <laughs> but the point being you, know, you take most right. of our ramps we'll have right. our suggested speed of like 35 right. or 40 yeah all modern cars will do that at yeah, you know 55 50 or plus. 60 yeah. no problem exactly. even when you know you're going around the corner hardly yeah, right. so we we have really over engineered a lot of what we have. but to Alan's point yeah you know, colorado it's funny you can leave this state mm-hmm. you can go to utah you can go to kansas you can go to Nebraska. You can pretty much go anywhere in New Mexico. And a minute, the minute you're at the line, the road improves. Yeah, and I am not exaggerating. No, uh, you all know it. Yeah, yeah we okay. have
4: an old motorhome. And my wife hates it when we're in Colorado. As I soon know. as we get to Colorado, <laughs> everything <laughs> smooths out. Yeah. Uh-huh. As soon as
0: you get across, I don't care what border right. it is. Yeah, by the way, right. again,
4: I'm I'm talking
0: four, you know, yeah. four states around yeah, us. Exactly. Why I mean right. all of them? The minute you hit the border, you know where you're at. You yeah. could be blindfolded and be <laughs> close to the border just and know when you went into the next state. And I'm not exaggerating. It's that bad, folks, because we spend money here on things that we. Shouldn't. Shouldn't, but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> that we cover during the week. Right. All right, question of the day. Fastest you've ever been in a car, race car, whatever, doesn't matter. And no, we're not going to send the cops after you. That's not what we <laughs> do here. This well, is really in honor of my high nationals being in town, which if you get a chance they, to go up to Vandermeer's, do so.
5: They'd have to prove it anyway. They'd so, have to, exactly. Yeah, it's that ain't going to happen anyway. Right. So Right, well, matter. and I guess, you know, motorcycle-wise has probably been about 120 for me. Yeah, that's fast. It is fast. It is fast. All right. And, of course, I was only 20 years old. Um, Well, I've I've got some of those stories (laughs) as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive, who you're listening to as well. Alan Stack, Stack Opto will also. So, guys, we'll be right back. Drive Radio, stay tuned. Top of the hour news. This is KLZ 560.
2: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments.